Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in with us. I'm your host, Alyssa Costa Milan, and I am so excited to be back with another episode of Quarantine with the Stars. And today, I am joined by one of my favorite actresses. She's also an author, a mother, and a comedian. The list goes on, so I'm just going to introduce her, Miss Lisa Ann Walter. Thank you so much for being here, Lisa. You're so welcome. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for asking me. I couldn't help but look you up, and I just wanted to say to you, thank you even more so for what you do. Thank you for your service. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I want to say to you, because Mother's Day was just on Sunday, happy belated Mother's Day. Thank you. Do you want to see my flowers? I'm going to put them on screen in front of my virtual. Aren't they pretty? I love those flowers. Tiger lilies are my favorite. So you're, are those from your kids? They, all four of them, because I have so many children, I live in a shoe, or I should. Okay. <laughs> and um, my who has a clown car. Um, they all got together and surprised me because two of them, I don't know how much you know about my kids, but I have identical twin boys and yes. they were born on the same day as the twins, the character of the twins in the parent trap. So that's I knew that. And the other two are grown and they live out of the house. So one of them is nearby in Los Angeles, but once lockdown started, we couldn't visit back and forth. So I haven't seen him in several months. And we Aww. used to have Sunday dinner every week. Because I very much like the character Chessie. I love to cook and I love to have cook for my kids. And my daughter is in Connecticut because she is getting her advanced degrees in, in New York. And so she had to go to her boyfriend's mom's house in Connecticut. And so I haven't seen my kids in a while. So I'm missing them. But I did make pizza tonight. If you want to. Oh, nice. Yeah. I made now some- I'm like starving and I want some pizza. Thanks, Lisa. <laughs> Here's virtual pizza for you, Elise. There you go. Thank you so much. We'll have to have pizza for real when everything is over. We can actually meet up and talk in person. That's always a good question. You know, I always like to ask people, there's a bunch of stuff that I've done. And actually, Elaine Hendricks is my best friend. Um, who played Meredith and the Parent Trap. Um, we have done some fun stuff in the course of this, you know, weird world situation that we're all in just to try to keep spirits up and to entertain. And I've made some videos like how to make masks and how to make homemade sanitizer. And um, I did a a song parody called My Quarantine Things and she was in it. She did a little guest pop in it and she does dance videos every morning, like a little online. I see those. So we're doing fun stuff but one of the things that we'll do is every night we'll say what what's the thing you want to do like what are you missing what do you want to do and then we'll go back and forth so you're pretty much staying pretty busy in quarantine you know what here's the weird thing about doing what we do um 
And people have an assumption about like, I, I'm in front of this like crazy elegant pool. This is the Hearst Castle, which is like a tourist destination in the Los Angeles area. You have to go online and look at pictures. It's this crazy elegant place built by, um, he was a, a newspaper mogul called William Randolph Hearst. And I love the place. I love touring it. It's crazy over the top, ritzy. And back in the day, like the 30s, all of the movie stars used to go there, like Cary Grant and Katherine Hepburn and all these people in the 20s. That's what he built it for like a mansion for him to take his mistress. So um, <laughs> it's really, really gorgeous. And my favorite thing about it is this pool. Because when you all finish climbing these stairs and it's dusty and it's hot, you see this gorgeous, you're not seeing the statues, but there are these Grecian columns and statues all the way around this pool and it's sparkling and it's a hundred degrees out and you just want to dive in. Like your whole body is going, I just want to be in that pool. Look, I'm in it now. Am I in nice. <laughs> wow. Um, and so I did this thing called Best Buddies, which is a charity for, um, um, for that, I think one of the Kennedys, Anthony Shriver started where people in college will befriend a person who's differently abled or special needs, and then they buddy up with them like through their college years. So to fund it, they asked celebrities to do it. And I was kind of like an add-on with my friend, Michael Chiklis, because I'm really good friends, who's the star of The Shield and, and The Commission, all these great things. And he did the bike ride and his wife and I were doing all the tours. And at the end of it, the big party is at Hearst Castle. And once a year, you get to go in the pool. And this is the day you get to go in the pool. So oh, wow. I am looking at this pool, I, for my kids graduate high school, I take each one of them as the, a destination day trip to go to the Hearst Castle. So I've been looking at it since I moved out here in 1994. When they said, oh, you can go in the pool. We were the first ones up the hill. I whipped my dress off and jumped in the pool. <laughs> and that's the story of the Hearst Castle pool. But for most of us, we are middle-class people who work in the same, it's, we're just working mom. I'm a working mom. Elaine is a working dog mom. And we're just trying to pay our bills and we're as worried as everybody else. And, but what we have that's different is we're used to not working in between jobs and to filling our time with creating things so that we don't just sit there. So we're used to that inactivity and self-motivation. So that's what we're doing. And now you said when you moved over here, so you're originally from the Maryland area, correct? Yeah, I grew up in right outside of Washington, DC. Um, and uh, like the DC line ran through my house and we were, I loved it there. It's hot as can all get out in the summer. It's literally a swamp, not like the political, but like it's literally built on the swamp. The only place I've ever been to in this country is I got to tour a lot when I was a stand-up. The only place in this country that's hotter than DC in the summer is New Orleans, which is also a swamp. So it's like a hundred degrees humidity, but it won't be raining. You just get out of the shower and your skin sticks to itself. It's gross. I actually know what that's like because I'm from Delaware. So we are practically neighbors. Did you, what part of station in DC? What's that? What part of Delaware? Uh, like the middle and northern part for like Middletown area. Yeah, so who in your family worked for DuPont? Uh, none of them actually. <laughs> You're the one. 
<laughs> we are. My mom worked for J.P. Morgan Chase, and my dad worked for Citibank. So Ooh, fancy. Well, did yeah. you go? Did you go to Rehoboth in the summer? That's how we say it, kids. That's how we say our O's in Maryland and Delaware and Philly. Ho, Rehoboth. Did you go to Rehoboth? I, I went there a couple times. Um, I only lived in Delaware for eight years. Before that, I lived in Pennsylvania, and then I joined the Marine Corps. So most of my family, I only have an aunt that lives in Delaware. Most of my family is somewhere in Hawaii and somewhere in like the south, uh, like Florida nice. and Georgia. Nice, nice. So we're in, I actually was originally from Pennsylvania, but only, I don't remember it. I have family that lived there. My dad's family, originally, both my parents from New York. People always think I'm from New York. I lived there. I was born in New York. And that's so funny. Both my parents were born in New York. And then like the city, like my mom was in Little Italy, right? Like she was below, you know, Soho, South Houston on Thompson Street. Regina Pache, you know, the San Gennaro Festival, like like the old school Italian. And my dad's (laughs) family was the Bronx. His family kind of moved out into the country like out towards the Pennsylvania, upstate New York area. And my mom's family stayed in that city, like Staten Island, Brooklyn, all of that. So that's that's where I was used to visiting when I was growing up. But we grew up in DC because my dad was with NASA. And then oh, we always go up oh. there to visit though. I feel yeah. like you and I are probably related. We have so many like historical moments in common. <laughs> Yeah, it's a weird thing. Like everybody in my family is um, in science in some, like my my older sister is a doctor. My younger sister is a doctor. She's like a research scientist, like for pharmaceuticals. My, all my cousins and my aunts and uncles are doctors. My dad was a physicist for NASA and he dissected moon rocks. I'm like, oh. I tell jokes. Hey, we need that, especially this time right now when we're all quarantined, we need the laughter. So thank you for that. <laughs> you know what? I think we need the scientists more. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. We just need a little bit of everything. We're in the, we're all in this together. You're, you know what? You're absolutely right. I have a girlfriend whose husband drives trucks and um, I called her about a month ago and I said, how's Roy? Is he doing okay? Because honestly, with that stops, if our food chain stops, we're all in trouble. So I make a point of telling every single person that I see who's doing a job that I don't do, the guy, the people at the grocery stores, the people stocking, I say thank you. Like I said, thank you to you for your service. I say thank you to the people that are doing jobs where they're putting themselves at risk because I, I'm so grateful to them. Truly. Yeah, so they definitely deserve our thanks. So if you're tuning in, you're a first responder, you're on the front lines of this epidemic, you're you're doing any part, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Now, we were talking a little bit about your comedy, and I want to know, how did you get started in comedy? That's an interesting story. Um, I, you know, I always was funny. I was, I was the fat kid when I was little, so I always felt like if I could make the joke first, other people don't get to make the joke. And also back then the fat kid was the person who was like 10 pounds or 15 pounds more. It wasn't like now kids have gotten heavier over the years. They changed the food. But, um, it, you know, I always thought I would just be funny and, and that, that way people would like me. And then I figured out if I made my mother laugh, like even if it was dirty, I could get away with anything. Like I could go. get away with anything if I just made her laugh, even if she was mad, it, it would stop it. 
So I figured out this is a good way to win people. And then the first time I got on stage and did a funny role, like the, the comedic role instead of the ingenue, I just made people laugh. And I said, I always want to feel like this. I always want to feel like I'm making them laugh. I'm making them cry. I'm making them feel something. So my whole career was kind of doing both. But when I moved to, I, I studied like at a real theater school at Catholic University of America. It had a great reputation. You studied the classics. I was at the theaters in DC and arena stage and doing Streetcar Named Desire and all this real stuff. And I saved money and moved to New York to be an actress, promptly got pregnant with my boyfriend, became my husband. And, um, and I had a baby very, very young. And I went, you know what? I made a human being. I can do anything. There and you go. I had friends that were starting to dabble in stand-up because it was just becoming like the big thing in the 80s. Like the boom was, was starting kind of the mid to late 80s. And I was like, I can, my girlfriend said to me, if I'm doing this, you should be doing this. You're better at this than anybody I know. And I just started doing it. And within six months, I was featured on uh, It's Showtime at the Apollo. And uh, within a year, I was like middling. And there were not a lot of women. I, the people that were doing it were like Kathy Griffin and Margaret Cho, Janine Garofalo, um, some people that you saw on SNL, like Ellen Cleghorn. There was like 20 women doing it in those. There was no like Amy Schumer and a hundred people. There was 200, 300 people. There was, you could count them on two hands. So, and none of the people were mothers. I was the only one I knew that had kids. Everybody wow. was single. Oh, So wow. I was talking about stuff that the other comics weren't. Well, that's a and good then thing. And then came along and then it was like, oh, okay, there's, there's one. She looks at <laughs> the moms I Welcome know. to the club. Yeah. Yeah. And what have been some of the highlights of your comedy career so far? Well, I would say that first time doing it on a huge stage with 2000 people was a highlight because I, I was so new to it. I had no business being there, but I felt so comfortable that it never occurred to me. Like, what if something goes wrong or, you know what? I just did it. So that was a great thing. And then recently I just did a, a show that they did a, a tribute to Laugh-In. And for those of you, I'm sure you have very young viewers, they don't know what the show Laugh-In is. Laugh-In was a, like a sketch comedy show, one of the original sketch comedy shows. Because television back when it first started was like your show of shows by Sid Caesar. It was all sketch. It was where Carol Burnett got her start. Um, all the writers that were on it were like the funniest people in, like Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner, those were the writers. So Laugh-In was the one that came along in the like 60s. And when I was very little, I used to sit with my father, the physicist, who was also funny. And he would let me stay up late and watch Laugh-In, which told political jokes and like grown up jokes about drinking and sex. And, and Goldie Hawn was painted, body painted. She was in a bikini and she was painted with like flowers and flower power and would go, suck it to me. And <laughs> it was just the most bizarre, freaky, fantastic show ever. And I worshiped everybody on it, especially there were funny women on it. Um, Lily Tomlin and Goldie Hawn and, um, and Joanne Worley, who would do this crazy one. <laughs> like this crazy scream and I've got to meet except for Goldie which is weird because we went to the same high school I got to meet all of those people and they when they nice. did the tribute I was asked to be in it and 
I've never been so happy to be part of like a tribute show in my life. I got to tell jokes with, um, uh, golly, what's his name? What's his name? Oh my God, his name is like going out of my head right now. Doogie Hauser. why can't I think of his name? Um, yeah, I, I, I thank I you. Neil yeah. Hazard at NPH, my God. I got to do jokes with like everybody that I love, comics that I've known forever and worked with. And then like, and then Lily Tomlin, who I met the year, I think it was like two years before at the Women's March, remembered me, came up to me and grabbed me three times backstage and said, I think you're doing a great job. And then she grabbed yes. me and walked me up to the top rail and stood next to me and she said, stand next to me. And it was the women of, it was for the, the part of it called like the women of laughing. And I'm like, what am I doing here? I'm just a fan of the show. And I'm standing next to Lily Tomlin and she's just one of my idols. And I was like, my heart was beating out of its chest. And I lost my dad in 2000, but I, I could feel him with me. Oh, good for you. Good for you. I'm excited for that moment for you. Now, if you could be or be with anybody in the comedy world, as far as like a show or to go on tour with them, who would that be that you haven't already done comedy with? Wow. Like, like, a, like stand up, you mean not like a sitcom or anything? Either or just somebody that's a comedian that you would want to work with. Well, you know, what's interesting is that I, I put together a show because I hadn't done stand up in a while. So I put together a show a couple of years ago and we sold out in three days. It was a four, it was like a eight, 600 seat theater or something. It was huge. And it was me and Sherry Shepard and Sherry and I weirdly met when I was hosting a, a big charity thing and she was a baby comic. She hadn't done anything yet. And then we just stayed friends. We got cast on the same show and then we stayed friends. We went through divorces together and the birth of her baby. And she, she prays with me. We just stayed friends over the years. So I said, you got to do this with me. I'm calling it Mama Palooza. And it's all like mom stuff, single mom stuff. And I loved working with her. So I'd go on tour with her any day of the week because because I adore her. And she's a friend. But somebody I haven't worked with that I love. See, my idols were all people like George Carlin and Richard Pryor. Um, mm, somebody that I... I love Whitney Cummings, but I feel like we're so different that I wouldn't mesh with her stand-up. I feel like we're just- Opposites attract. Yeah, maybe. I feel like she wouldn't dig what I do. Maybe like a guy, maybe I should go on tour with, I don't know, who do you think? Who do you like? You know, I just like you all by yourself. I was watching some of your comedy today and I had never seen it before. And I, cause I always think of you as Chessie from the Parent Trap. And I was were like- you, Were you a little hilarious. shocked? <laughs> I love your comedy. So I'm definitely gonna have to check out a lot more. And if you're tuning in, make sure you go to Lisa Ann, check out all her social media and make sure you watch her comedy cause she's hilarious. Go to Lisa Ann Walter, because if you just go to Lisa Ann you're gonna get a completely different performer. God oh, bless okay. her, we're friends, but she does a completely different type of entertaining. Okay. Um, yeah, that, and also, I, I think I just posted this week, um, I just posted something like a, a piece that we shot last year called Jersey, where I, I played that. like an obnoxious Italian mother. Like, I'll put stuff like that on IGTV, and I think tomorrow we're going to do another one that Elaine produced. I'm going to put up there. Elaine produced it. 
Leah Thompson from Back to the Future is a friend of mine. She directed it. We had a female DP, a female editor, female producers, and this all-star cast of great actresses like Frances Fisher and Kira Kosserin and Audrey Whitney from The Thundermans. And my friend, my one of my best girlfriends, Rosa Blasi is in it, Frances Fisher, and all these great people are in it. Stephen Tobolowsky, French Stewart, really good people are in it. And I thought, you know what, it's a trailer. I'm gonna put it up. People are just looking for entertainment. So we're just, we're all posting fun stuff to entertain. Well, that's I mean, a good thing because like I said earlier, we need all that stuff right now, especially because we're all quarantined. Yeah. So the reason why I'm wearing this jean jacket is because it's Throwback Thursday and we're going to talk about the parent trap and Lindsay Lohan who plays the twins, she would always wear a denim jacket in the parent trap. And I have to say, I'm so glad that we have Disney and we have Disney Plus because I think that The Parent Trap is such an iconic movie. I'm so glad that I get to chat with you about that. And I want to know, did you watch the original Parent Trap, the one with Haley Mills in it? Had you watched it prior to being cast as Chessie? Well, yeah, because remember when I was growing up, they there were only a certain number of Disney movies. It's not like now where, you know, a movie's a hit, like Frozen, or whatever it is, Hercules. And then because it's a hit, they're like, okay, let's make a bunch of direct-to-video movie versions of that because kids want more content. There's the one movie, it does well, and they put it on once a year at like Thanksgiving or whatever holiday they decide to air it on the wonderful world, world of Disney and you get to watch a rerun of popular movies. So they showed the rerun when I was a little kid and I got to see it then. So I remembered it and I loved Haley Mills. I loved the idea. I don't remember thinking like, oh my God, why would they break up twins? Which everybody was like asking me about when we did the remake. Exactly, yeah. I thought the same thing. Yeah, because well, I think conscious, the, the world became something different and people just had more of an idea about divorce in general. Like back then when they made the original, People didn't get divorced as often. And then there's more of a knowledge about like child custody and what that would do to two kids. It wasn't just a weird story based on a German fairy tale. It was like, oh my God, you're going to split up identical twins? Like, what are you doing to them? And people would ask me and I'm like, I didn't, I didn't write it. It's just a story. So I, but I remember really liking it. And then when we first started when I did the initial audition and Nancy and Charles called me and Nancy Myers, Charles Shire called me in for the callback, they told me that they saw it kind of like a Thelma Ritter character. And if you don't know Thelma Ritter, go watch her be Thelma Ritter in like All About Eve with Betty Davis or the other movie she's, she's brilliant. She's just brilliant and caustic and dry and very much like, don't look at me, I don't know a thing. <laughs> Such Does an that, iconic line. Yeah. So that's that's the attitude. And I was I got it immediately. I'm like, I I gotcha. And I, I was very excited to be part of it. Now, the part where at Hallie, but it's really Annie, she comes back home. And that's kind of like where we really get to see your character and you're asking her like something's off and she's saying, I am Annie. And then you start to get emotional. How many times did you do that scene? A lot, a lot. We, it was, um, 
they wanted it a certain way. I, I auditioned for the part doing it pretty much not as good because Nancy Myers is a wonderful director. So they, you get all sorts of layers and nuance, but pretty much with that spin. And then they wanted to see it different ways. And then of course, if you don't know this about movies, you have to shoot different sizes. So they start with the wide and then they come in or they start with a close up and then they change the size and they have to change the light every time they change the size. Then they flip the whole thing around and they're gonna shoot Dennis first because who the heck am I? So I'm gonna go last. So you, by the time you get done with shooting all the sizes and all the different lighting and everything else that you wait for in setups, it was two days, 72 takes. And wow. um, when I got, I will tell you that mothers quite often will tell me if they, if we start talking in a store or something, they'll always say, I always cry at that scene. And they always say how much it moves them. And I say, you know what, I'll tell you a weird thing. I like, I make myself cry when I watch it because as an actress, my work, my um, sort of what we call before the threshold, the work, the, the emotional work that I do to prep for that scene was recalling emotional recall of when I would have to leave my daughter who uh, the last time I did stand up because I was paying the bills. I was working, doing stand up. My husband was my manager, but I was making money. We just bought our first house. So I did stand up three days before I had her. I went back to work when she was five weeks old, pumping breast milk, and crying the whole time I was gone. Sometimes we would bring her on the road if I could. But um, when I would come back, I would smell her head all over. Like Aww. I could smell her as soon as I walked in the house, I could smell her smell. And I would just sit in her room and, and, and cry and hold her. And so I would just recall having to leave her. And so every time it was, what if I didn't see that baby? that that character, that Chessie was, was the mother for the other baby. She was her mother. So the other one was the baby she didn't get to see. And so for 72 takes, it was real. And about halfway through, Dennis came up to me and he, he put his hands on, and I was sitting there going, am I doing the right thing? Cause I'm being directed a different way. And he put his hands on the chair that I was sitting in and he looked me in the eye and he said, I think that you are doing a fantastic job. And I just started sobbing, but the the crew gave me a big round of applause when we were done. So I I think I did a good job. Oh, you nailed it! I mean, I think that Chessie is somebody that we can all like wish that we had in our lives. I mean, she was like the big sister. She was the housekeeper. She was the one that ran and put it all together. So I am just so excited that I'm interviewing you right now. Thank and you. I also want to ask you because Meredith Blake, who is your real life best friend, Elaine, when I found out that you two were best friends, I thought that that was crazy because on the show, she's just somebody that does not care for anybody besides Nick Parker, who Dennis Quaid plays, and you guys are not friends at the sh on the show whatsoever. So how did you two become best friends? Did it stem from being on that movie? Yes, we met the first night that we were on location in Napa. Um, we went to dinner at... Marie Callender's and we started talking and we went back to my hotel room and sat on my bed and talked for another three hours. We, all together it was like six hours and we just kept talking. We talked all the way through that production. 
met each other's boyfriends, didn't stop talking afterwards, went through breakups together. If she went through a breakup, she'd call me. I'd go over there with my SUV and load up her boxes and move her to wherever. If we are in different cities and we're visiting for work or whatever, would stay in the other ones, not just house, but room, bed. We She won't sleep in another room. She has to sleep in bed with me. I'm like, I'm not a cuddler. You need to like, <laughs> but, um, but we just, we just hit it off. And then we just started doing other things together, like charity events for breast cancer, where we performed together. That exists online too. That's actually a real funny one where we did some, some charity events together. And we're, we just are, we're enough opposite so that it works. Like she runs a little bit cool. I run a little bit hot. She's tall and thin. I'm short and more curvy. You know, we're, we just- There's nothing wrong with being curvy. <laughs> I agree. So we're just now, now it's in style now that it's too late for me. Um, but she's just, she's just a sweet, sweet person as opposed to the person that you see in the movie. She is one of the kindest, most generous people I've, I've ever met. And she is never too busy. She just lost her mother a couple of years ago. So when she was going through that, I was on the phone with her morning, noon and night, and she's an only child. So I told her I was adopting her. Adopting her. Well, like as my sister, like, let's not get it twisted. I ain't that old. But, <laughs> but so now we're sisters. My dog wants to come up. He wants to say hi. Hi. I love dogs. Aw. Now, with the parent trap, the original parent trap, they just didn't have one. They did a second and a third parent trap. Was there ever talks about doing they did? another parent trap? They had, like, with Haley Mills, like the parent trap part two, parent trappier. They had a couple parent traps. I had no idea. She was older. <gasps> that's right. Yes. Okay. That's why I don't know because it was like way later. Yes, I think they did it like 20 or 30 years later. And then she was the mom and the daughter. You know, here's the problem everybody is like here and we're in fact i just talked to dennis quaid's girlfriend fiance i shouldn't say girlfriend they're they're engaged i was just talking to her today on um whatever we were tw uh, texting and uh she wants me to come over and drop her off some meatballs <laughs> she oh nice some meatballs I can my address too you can bring me some if you want <laughs> all right um so i said yeah i'll bring it i'll i'll leave it in a bag but we're not allowed to like hang out but right. social distancing. Yeah, like Dennis, nobody wants to be bored. We all want to work. I'm, there are all sorts of rules about when we can do it, but I bet you we would. I don't know about Lindsay. She's the only one that has got like a whole nother career in music and she's in Dubai. And I'm not sure if she's, I'm not sure if she's down for it. She might want to leave that part of it. If they wrote an interesting part for her, she might do it. I don't know. So if they did a completely different cast of the Parent Trap, kind of like how they did, except for Vicky from the original, and they asked you to be a part of it, would you be a part of it? Yeah, I mean, I have to say, I mean, this is the truth. When when we first started getting around, when I say we, I mean Elaine and I, because we're together so much that as much as she gets recognized or I get recognized, if we're together, it's like people lose their ish. They, like... Because it's weird enough. It's like, you know how you see your teacher at the mall and you're like, wait, what are you doing? Like, you stop? you're not supposed to be here. Um, so when they see twins, mommy's working. <laughs> um, when they see 
us together, it just feels weird to them. They're like, why are they even together? But I think that um, you asked me a question and now I segued off because they were making noise and now I forgot what it was. What'd you ask me? Would we, we were talking it? about like the reunion. Um, if they had a second show, would you be a part of it? If it was a different cast? Or if they yeah. brought you Meredith Blake somehow back as, as somebody in the show? Yeah, and, and I think Dennis would too. I, we're, we, this, is, this is what I was gonna say. We talk about this quite often. Like when you were saying that people wish they had a Chessie in their life, the amount of interaction that we have with fans, the, the number of times that there will be threads about people saying, I had a bad home life, but I felt safe. So I would put the movie on at night and you made me feel comfortable and loved. And it, you cannot, I can't tell you what that means to me in particular. I don't know about all performers, but that I had something to do. I mean, I didn't do it. I just, I played the character, so I contributed to it, but certainly the mood and the writing and all of that was Nancy Myers and Charles Shire, and they wrote it together, but that I contributed to it for something that was so meaningful to so many people is something that every actor is, wishes for and is thrilled to have, and I never take it for granted. It gives me the warmest feeling to know that I'm meaningful to people, that I played some part in their life, especially, you know, I came from a divorced home. And life is not easy for kids, especially now, even more now. And if they feel like they had some love for me, it's because they did in a way. That is who I am. If they were in my house, I would whip up everything I've got and make them feel. <laughs> and so I think that I, I think they feel that when they, when they interact with, with me and with Elaine and um, we're both very grateful. And the 20 year anniversary of the parent trap, I can't even believe it was 20 years, it's been 20 years. That was two years ago. And I know you and Elaine kind of did a mini reunion and you were talking about the parent trap. Would you all ever get together and do like another reunion to talk about it? Yes. In fact, we recently, they, Elaine and I kind of took it on ourselves because we saw, well, I guess Disney's not going to really do anything. So, so many people were coming to us and were interested and the Today Show wanted to do something. And, and then when they saw us, it was interesting when we went to the Tonys together and we were both, we just happened to be both in red dresses. We posted a picture that got so much attention that, that Buzz, um, what else came, uh, Vanity Fair and Daily Mail and People. And it was just article after article after article about people going, oh my God, they're best friends. And I think Nancy at that time, because we said, well, why don't we do a, a 20 year watch party? And we'll just, Elaine set it up in New York. She was on, she was on Facebook and Twitter and IG and I was on Twitter and IG. And we just talked back and forth and we watched it. We set it up so we would be on it at the same time. And people just chimed in and we answered questions. It was from all over the world. And Nancy Myers just recently was like, you think you'd want to do like a reunion? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to. I think we should. It's 20, 20 years. People are on lockdown. They need to feel safe and warm and loved. We absolutely should get together and just reminisce and take questions and talk to people. Um, and I think we were set to do something recently and then it got shifted. So it may still be in the works. Nice. 
And I know you said that Lindsay Lohan, you don't know if, if they did another movie or she would be a part of it. Do you think if you did like a Zoom chat where you guys all tuned in and answered questions, do you think she would be a part of that? I, I hope so. I hope so. I'm, you know, I don't know. Her life is so different from, she's not in Hollywood right now. She's in Dubai. She's doing music. I think that's where she is mostly. I, I believe that's where she is. Um, and I talked to her, to her dad now. Um, okay. You know, he's, he was active in, in a lot of um, rehab stuff, which is, I've been sober for 16 years. So we were talking about that kind of thing. And um, I, he's talks to her a lot, but I think she just doesn't, I think that she just does not have a, I, you know what? I don't know. That's the answer. I don't think yeah, I don't know if she has a straight focus of what of what it is that her path is right now. I think she should be in the business and acting because I think she's enormously talented. Enormously. Yeah. And I definitely have to bring up the late and great Natasha Richardson, who played the mom in the parent trap. I think you all did such an amazing job and she nailed it as the mother. Can you tell me a little bit of how it was working with her? I know you didn't have a lot of scenes with her, but did you get to have a chance to talk to her a lot behind the scenes? Yes, and it, you know, the interesting thing about this set is that in a lot of movies, if you're not if you're not on the same day as the other person, like your scenes aren't up with the other person, you don't really see them. You're, they are just on other days from you and you're not around them and that's it. And you're like, we did a movie together. Where were you? Like, you don't, you don't see them. In this case, because a lot of the time was spent, um, the, the technology was new for CGI. So they would shoot a scene with the Lindsay on one side and the double on the other. And then they would do the whole thing again, flipping it. Lindsay on this side and the double on the other. And so we spent a lot of time hanging out. That's probably why Elaine and I became so close because we just spent a lot of time like putting on you know, like slips and hanging out of a trailer and pretending we were trailer trash, just like eating watermelon and, you know, just hanging and putting on characters and just goofing around. So Natasha would do the same thing, but she was like in her trailer talking to Liam or talking to her kids because her boys were young at that point. And, um, you know, I would see her almost every day in between or at lunch or whatever. And she was always up for a chat. She always was very personable. And about every evening when I would walk by, if she was there, she'd pop her head out of her trailer door at like cocktail hour, like five or six o'clock and say, come in for some wine. Would you like to come in? Come for a gossip, come in, come in. And I'm, oh, like, nice. and I'm like, Natasha, I don't drink. She's like, well, gossip then. And then she's <laughs> and then and she'd come, like grill me and ask me questions and you know talk to me about this that and then I'd just like ask her completely per impertinent questions and you know talk with her about everybody in London and when we went over there for press and they had me fly over and and do the press with Simon Coons who played the butler and um, and Dennis and Natasha were doing it and I had never been to London before that and she was very, very sweet and wonderful hostess. And she was, um, she took us out and, you know, just bought us stuff and was just, just a lovely person, lovely. I'm so glad you had the opportunity to work with her. Like I said, I loved her on the show. She seems like such a great person. I've heard and read so many great things about her as well. 
Yes. And I also want to know, 2020 seems like it's the year for the TikTok. You have a TikTok account. I do. And I will tell you this. I've not done anything even remotely fantastic. Like I'll see people's TikToks and I'll be like, that's brilliant. And then <laughs> I'm like, I got to up my TikTok game. Because now I feel like the gauntlet's thrown down. Like I'm like, okay, now I, now I get it. I'm going to have to... I'm gonna have to make your dogs are agreeing with you. They're like, you need to do more on TikTok. Can I let them out? Enjoy me in the pool while I let them out. <laughs> this is called quarantining at home, everybody. <laughs> this is you know what would be a great idea for you to do TikTok is to have your voice from the parent trap and you doing something at your house. Okay. So you're saying like, I should, I should um, lip sync the parent trap, but just me in my kitchen? Yes. Like you can close the cabinets and be like, don't look at me, I don't know what thing. Or you can be like, can I hug her? Something like you know, that. I, if, I, if I take this idea, do I owe you money? No. Okay. You can just be like, Alyssa wanted me to do this, and here it is. You know what great. I'm going to do, though? When I do it, I'll link you. Do you have a TikTok account? I do not have a TikTok account. Why are you making me one, then? Uh, well, I, I love watching it. I just don't have one. I'm gonna Maybe I should make one, just because you can I tag, need to watch yours. You can tag After Buzz TV. But I TV. definitely think... Okay, <laughs> I will buzz... I will tag after Buzz TV. Yes. And we will shame Alyssa about not having one. <laughs> I'm all for a that. TikTok. Okay. I mean, now I see so many stars that when they had throwback films, they're playing it and they're kind of doing what they did in the film. I think that would be great. Like so many people love the parent trap. So for you to be chessy and doing okay. something in your own house, you, girl, you okay. gotta do it. You gotta do okay. it. <laughs> this, is, this is what we're gonna do. That's a brilliant idea. It's happening. I'm not going to yes. tell you what, though. It's going to be a surprise. Okay. We won't know what scene. Nope. You know what? I love every scene that Chessie's in. So I won't care what it is. It's going to be amazing. I love it. And speaking of Chessie, I want to know, since we're in quarantine, what would Chessie do in quarantine? Oh, I think exactly what I'm doing now. Cook Chessie. everything. I got a 25-pound bag of semolina flour. I had it delivered to the house. I just made pizza and a and a loaf of bread. That's what Good I do. After I made beef stroganoff for the for the boys' lunch. That's what wow. Jessica is doing. I'm like, what do you want for lunch? Oh, beef stroganoff. And for dinner, a homemade pizza and bread. So you're a lot like Chessie, where you just whip up like whatever they want. Not always. Like last <laughs> night, my stomach hurt and I didn't feel good, so I made popcorn. <laughs> oh. Hey, you gotta have some sweets in there. You gotta have some sweets in there. <laughs> but you're right. But I, I haven't been, I actually have been trying not to like fat myself out of my clothes in a month. So oh, you look gorgeous. Thank you. Um, I, I mean, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm at least trying to like walk every day. And, uh, you know, I think that Chessie would be cleaning the house. I, I should be doing a little bit more of that. Chessie would probably be taking care of the dogs a little bit better. They're disgusting. They bark and, and they smell. 
And I know we have to wrap, start wrapping things up, but I want to know because at the end of the parent trap, we saw that Chessie got a ring. She got engaged to Martin. Oh, yeah. So what do you think happened? I mean, obviously they would have gotten married. How do you think life would have been for Chessie and Martin after that? Well, I think that they uh, absolutely got married and then probably uh, inherited everything there was to inherit from whoever, um, if there was an inheritance to be had. Um, but now they're having marital troubles. They're having oh, marital no. troubles. Yes, they're having marital troubles. It's going all over a misunderstanding. There's a misunderstanding and there's some marital troubles and maybe there needs to be some intervention to get them back together. And that's my pitch. Wow, for the next parent trap. There you go. Maybe <laughs> so you guys had identical twins too, and they're trying to get you guys back together. Something like that. <laughs> would you guys, do you think you guys would have stayed with the Parker slash James family, or would you guys have gotten your own place? I think they would have stayed there, but then they would have like branched out, like had a had a an inn in Napa or you know a farm or something like that. I, I I it seems to me like they are they are real. They're people of service, so that they're comfortable being part of that family. Like they wouldn't leave just to be in their own family because that would be they'd be alone. They want right. to be part of that family. That is their family. Exactly. So I think they would they would have been part of that family if they could do it kind of all together so but they might have had a side business too but he was delightful and i have to tell you that was a surprise to me i didn't know that they were going to have us get engaged they actually had him surprise me with the ring during that photo shoot oh yeah that was a surprise nice. he, like he literally popped the question to me like somebody surprising somebody with an engagement ring i had no idea so that photo where you were like that yeah. was real life yeah yeah. <laughs> nice. Was, well, thank you so much, Lisa, for being on the show. Can you tell everybody where they can find you on social media and TikTok? Because you're going to be releasing one soon. Yes, you can find me at Lisa, L-I-S-A, and A-N-N, Walter, W-A-L-T-E-R. Lisa Ann Walter on Twitter, Instagram. I'm never on Facebook. You can go there if you want, but the room's kind of empty. And on TikTok, newly on TikTok, where you know, you're going to have to wait for the brilliant content for a day or two, but it's going to get there soon. But tomorrow oh, we will be, be having watching. fun. Tomorrow's going to be a fun piece on uh, Instagram, at least. Awesome. Well, everybody, make sure you tune in and check out her TikTok that she's going to be releasing soon and also follow her on social media. You can also follow me on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Alyssa underscore Costa. Thank you so much for tuning in and make sure you tune into all the shows we have going on at AfterBuzz TV during this quarantine. We'll see you next time. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.